1: For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. Featuring a reimagined exterior with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and an interior built with robust materials and integrity, the Defender 110 lets you go further and do more. Its durability has been tested to the extreme while the cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 1036. 1036? 1,036? Oh, I'm sure there's some number nerds out there that have some real strong feelings about whether or not it should be 1,036 or 1036? When I was in grade school, if you said and in the middle of a number, uh, I had a teacher who would, like, come down to you for that. So you couldn't say 1,036. I said, no, it's 1,036. So I don't even know what's correct anymore. So it's 1036, 1036, 1,036. I don't know. Uh, it's a lot of them. Uh, if you're going to be in Tacoma, Washington on the 12th, 13th, or 14th of December, uh, I will be at the Tacoma Comedy Club. Uh, so come to that. Five shows, uh, one show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. Uh, Go online to find tickets for that, or you could just go to id10t.com/tour. We also have a few of the Daryl Dixmas, Daryl Dixmas Christmas sweaters, Daryl Dixmas, (laughs) Daryl Dixon Christmas sweaters that are available. Merry Dixmas uh, over at id10t.com also. But let's talk about you, the id10t community, with our id10t community corkboard. That is the first and last time I will do that particular theme song, just to keep it fun. Uh, events at ID10T.com is how you would submit for that, like Ryan Gutierrez, who writes, I love how you're always telling people to make something, so I finally made a thing. Well done. I wrote a book called Scars in Time, and as the name would suggest, it's a time traveler thriller romance about a guy trying to fix his wife's life by time traveling, and of course, it does not go as planned. It's a very personal story based on some very real traumatic events, exaggerated and fictionalized, to share the story, inspire people, and cope with the real stuff in a very cathartic way. It's available on Amazon, on paperback, and Ebook and at Barnes and Noble on paperback. Uh, well done, Ryan Gutierrez. Congratulations for making your thing. Uh, events at id10t.com if you make your thing or you want to promote a friend of yours's thing that you like or just something you saw that you thought was really cool, a community event that you think people should know about. This episode is Karen Gillen, who first made her appearance on this podcast back in 2011. Oh, here we are back to numbers again 2011, 2011. Uh, 2011. I like 2011. Uh, yeah, she and the then-cast of Doctor Who made an appearance on the Comic-Con episode. I believe a young Will Wheaton was on that episode as well uh, because he was also a big fan of the show. And that was a fun episode because Will was nerding out about them and then when they realized Will was in Stand By Me, they freaked out over him. So it was very much a mutual freak-out um, situation. It was really fun. But, you know, Karen is... So funny, so kind, and down to earth. Like, she's a legitimate action superstar now. And if you just met her, you know, like at a coffee shop or whatever, you think, what a nice, per- like, what a just a cool, chill person she is. So I cannot uh, express enough how fun and cool she is. She's promoting Jumanji, The Next Level, which is in theaters Friday, December 13th. And, of course, she's in a million other things, and she's directing, uh, which we're going to talk a lot about in the episode as well, and the creative process for that. So I am going to get moving on the ID10T podcast number 1036 with Karen Gillan. Starting the thing! Initiating ID10T protocol. I do, yeah. That's very I do, and Lydia does. Lydia found this wallpaper. Did she? But I I scouted all the furniture and put in all of the...
0: You guys are stylish. God damn it. (laughs) I just keep making mistakes. Well, how would you even
1: have time to...
0: I mean, I find the time, and I look on the internet, and then I buy it, and it looks terrible. (laughs) Or, like, paint the room blue. So why did you do that? It's awful.
1: It's a fun... Yeah, I I don't know. I've been we we've had a, we've had a good time. Uh, she's great with wallpapers, and yeah. i and I'm, I'm. She
0: seems like she's a stylish girl.
1: She's pretty stylish she's good with that stuff. And I like I like the old timey furniture. So I, I yeah,
0: all the antiques.
1: I found other, I love to go antique shopping.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. Do you go antique shopping when you're on the road? Wait, is this not in the podcast? Well, I
1: think we've no, started we... the podcast. We did. I think we, oh, just, that's did. Amazing. we oh, just did. We just did. Oh, I'm glad because yeah.
0: I'm glad. I want to get this on the air. <laughs> 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 all the antiquing talk. Yes, I, I do sometimes actually go to antique shops and it's really fun. I like old things, all things old. Well, you come from a part of the world. It's not the oldest part of the world, but there's
1: some pretty old stuff in Scotland.
0: Yeah, compared to America. Oh,
1: by a long shot. This is
0: like a lot of infant stuff. Here.
1: Yeah, 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 And then yeah. I go
0: back to Scotland and like the buildings are so old that the doorways are really short because people were smaller they back were then. They were just tiny. Yeah, just yeah. tiny wee people. They were just tiny people. Right, that's right.
1: I actually follow an Instagram account that's called like Castles of Scotland. Oh, do you? And it just shows you like, <laughs> it'll just show you a, a castle. Uh-huh. Sometimes they're in good shape. Sometimes they're completely in disrepair. And it's like, yes. oh, this was founded by this clan and then Ah, this person I want to follow that castles of Scotland are you thinking of buying a castle in Scotland I mean I would that would be fun yeah but I don't know Lydia keeps talking about I think she might be eligible for Irish citizenship so she keeps talking about like oh someday maybe we'll get a place in Ireland that would be fun just across the just across the channel not far not far at all not
0: far at all yeah but I like
1: you know we when you're in LA old is anything that's you know before 1930 <laughs> yes. So, we we don't have a ton Inches. of like Los Angeles. The, yeah. the, the historical buildings here are adorable. But
0: you've got the you've got the Hollywood history.
1: We do. That's your history. It's rich, but it's also like. I don't know. It's, I remember the first time I went to England. I'm like, I'm standing in a building that was in here since the 12. How was that even possible? Yeah. Since the 1200s. Yeah,
0: it goes really far back. It's it's weird. Actually, it's pretty mind blowing. But you
1: I, obviously I follow you on Instagram and Thanks. your
0: your <laughs> thank you your schedule. <laughs> I've just been. I would show pictures
1: of Lydia and be like. How the fuck is... She was just in oh. Berlin. How is she in London? Like, it seems like 12 hours later. Oh, my And goodness. now she's... Where is she in Paris? I mean, I know it's all close, but it's yeah. still...
0: No, yeah, we would just do like one night uh, in a city and then we would, you know, open the film and then just get right on a plane and go to the next place. It was crazy. I've never done anything like that before. Not even for Avengers? No, because I always miss the press tours for everything. Oh, because I am busy, which is wonderful, <laughs> but I would like to do the full one. So finally, I got to do it.
1: You finally got to do the full yes, press tour. I was pleased. And now you're. And the thing is, you seem totally fine. Like you, I. You were literally in London like 48 hours ago. I think.
0: Was it? I mean, we had the premiere here in Los Angeles last night. Yeah. So I've slept for about four hours. Yeah. And then I went to Kevin Hart's imprint ceremony this morning. Okay. Which was really
1: fun. What was that?
0: You know, like this. This. Oh, star. he put his hands. Yeah, and he yeah. got a star. The star on the. Oh, Walk that's of fame. fantastic. Yeah, so that was pretty exciting. That's him.
1: really sweet. Yeah, Karen, the amount—it's not even just the traveling city to city. It's like a complete, the 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 everything—the complete transformation for each red carpet is oh. a full on. <laughs>
0: thing that's like that's
1: incredible
0: <laughs> well it's incredible what they do to me i just sit there but like i have really great people doing all of that stuff and i just say looks good
1: <laughs> did you oh also i just uh, congratulations on your bafta thing
0: <laughs> thank you very much you got
1: nominated for uh for first time is it first time
0: director so basically it's the short list before the nominations mm. so fingers crossed for a nomination let's cosmic order it now I just did it. So they announce
1: the shortlist for people who might be nominated?
0: Yeah. So it's basically a shortlist of 10 films and then okay. that gets whittled down to five. Right. So um, it's still like a fun achievement and uh, I'm really excited for of the Of course film. it's a
1: fun achievement because even if like whatever happens now, people know.
0: Uh, yeah, hopefully. In the UK, it's out in cinemas right now. So this is a nice little thing to happen right as it's playing. I
1: can't believe, I mean, I guess I feel like when was the first time I met you? It was maybe like 2011, I think. Like, really? it was the first season of Doctor Who.
0: Whoa! Your first
1: season of Doctor Who. That's right. When we did this crazy thing in New York, and I think there yeah. was a Delorean there. Oh, that's it! Yeah, you yeah, posted yeah, yeah.
0: the yeah. QA. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And Matt was there, and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Arthur was there, yes. and Stephen oh. Moffat. And that
0: was the New York trip where we all went wild.
1: Yes, that's right. Because I remember you said <laughs> you all seemed very taken aback by. Because Matt was like, well, the premiere in London was not like this. And people were like trying to yank your arms out of the... Like everywhere you went, people were pulling and it was like a a Beatlemania situation.
0: Yeah. We didn't know that was going to happen. We didn't know anyone in America watched this television show. (laughs) No one warned us. And then we come to New York and there's people chasing us. And we were just like flabbergasted. We're like, what is happening?
1: But that was relatively new for that show in the states it oh, okay. previously it had been a very it, it was sort of a, an obscure yes show in the United States okay and it had just been like the tenant years had just started kit they just kickstarted it oh. and then you guys Really land, You stuck the landing and people were so excited. God, uh, what they, a crazy,
0: crazy time. And we'd been filming for nine months in the middle of nowhere in Wales. Um, and then they let us loose in New York. So we all just went wild. We <laughs> went out partying. Like, I can't even tell you. Um, but of course we did because we've been cooped up for nine months.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's okay. I mean, I feel like no. That it was, was literally our,
0: Stephen Moffat was like, "Of course they. Of course this has happened because <laughs> <laughs> like they're human beings and they're in their. Oh, 20s he knew. He and... knew you guys
1: went out and went wild.
0: Oh yeah, he was laughing at. Us. <laughs> he he still tells the story. It's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> but that's. I mean,
1: from that period, did you? What did you think? Like, what was your career trajectory? Like, what did you think you were going to do? We thought oh, I'll just do some stuff in England and maybe make it over to the states at some point. Like,
0: what was your plan? But my master plan was I wanted to work in film and television and stage because that's what I grew up doing in Scotland. Um, and I, I wanted to come to America as well. I think that was in the back of my mind. It was uh, an ambition that I was harboring to, to be in films and do all of the things that I'm doing now, except the action. That was not part of the game plan. Mm-hmm. But now... I do action sequences all the time and I don't understand.
1: A lot. Like, you're like super ass kicking action. (laughs) Like, action star, Karen. Like, (gasps) not just, it's not just you do some action scenes. (laughs) You are legitimately an action star between Nebula and Ruby. <laughs> and I saw some pictures on your Instagram for something called Gunpowder Milkshake, yeah, that's which looks like crazy accurate. ass kicky. Yes, very. So, I mean, I guess you never know what is what life is going to bring you, but... <laughs>
0: Truly, I never <laughs> foresaw that one. I mean, no, I, I'm not, I wasn't even good at that sort of thing growing up. And then I just worked at it film after film. And then at some point... I think I got good at it. Yeah. It, it's so crazy to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, because it seems like you embrace the fitness regimes. Like I've seen you post yeah, stuff. I'm pretty of, into that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you work with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> it rubs off on a person. <laughs> it does. He's not even human. I mean, it's not I even... I know, no that's one's... my point of reference for being fit. That's yeah. Dangerous. <laughs> he's not even.
1: dangerous. It's crazy. But what I noticed was that as tall as he is, there are some shots where you're standing
0: side by side. And it's like, Karen's not that much... No, I know. We're pretty much eye level when I'm in heels, which is rare for him, I think. And then there's Kevin Hart. <laughs> and then there's Kevin Hart. <laughs> Me being that tall just accentuates it even more, like, the height difference. It's yeah, it's The
1: Rock, you, Jack, and then Kevin all standing in a line yeah. look like um, a signal strength on a phone. <laughs> yeah, It's like, oh, we got full bars. <laughs> yes. We got full bars. That's
0: us. Yeah,
1: you got uh, heart to The Rock. <laughs> Um, when did you, how long ago did you guys film Jumanji?
0: Not that long ago, only a few months ago, earlier this year. Are you serious? Yeah, it came together really quickly. How did they, there's a lot of effects
1: in the movie too.
0: Yeah, I don't know how they did that. Truly, uh, the director's just shell-shocked.
1: That was Jake Kasdan, right?
0: Yeah, and he's amazing, the That's best. Cool. Um... But they had only a few months to get it all together and create thousands of mandrels and all of those things.
1: Oh, my God. And so when you're – I guess that helps a little bit when you're doing press tours and you've just shot the movie as opposed to, yeah. well, is it like working on this? I don't know. I don't know. It was like two years ago of yeah. my <laughs> People life. People
0: just want prank <laughs> stories all the time. Were there any funny pranks? I'm like, I can't remember pranks.
1: Well, it's a weird question to ask because you wouldn't – if someone worked in an office, you wouldn't be like, I bet you guys fuck with each other all the time. You're <laughs> yeah. like, we have work to do. People have jobs. Like, there's a, there's a production we're just, that we're yeah, trying to we're keep. We're like
0: concentrating. Yeah. Although I will say, people far at a lot. <laughs> 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 I don't know if that's considered a prank.
1: I mean, that's the, that's the prank that always. It's, you always have it. It's your it's a disposable. trusty one
0: yeah well Jack certainly could really? drop on demand oh my god yeah like I, right after action there was <laughs> one that is just lodged in my memory it was like <laughs> action and we were like being scared of all these mandrels chasing us and then you just hear him let rip Like, not even trying to be quiet. And we're all, like, in close proximity, like, huddled together, like, why would you do
1: that to us? Was it a comedy fart, or was it just, like, this has to happen right now because... He
0: was, like, there's one in the chamber, so he warned us. (laughs) And we were like, you're not going to drop it, you're not going to drop it. And then action, dropped it.
1: (laughs) I can't even do that in front of my wife. I can't imagine an entire film crew.
0: Oh, it was, yeah, he was miked. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and do uh, they have to do they
1: have to i guess if they yell cut is that funny if someone says cut after someone farts uh,
0: yeah they had to because we were all dying yeah like we couldn't breathe in and also we're laughing so <laughs> yeah and yeah they had to cut
1: yeah so jumanji i'm trying to get a sense of your schedule because i'm trying to get a sense of how Much time. It just seems like you go from thing to thing to thing, and then when you have time off, you write and direct something, yeah, and then go back to working again.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much the way it's been. I do try to take some downtime, maybe like a few days here and there, Um, because that's important, you know, to like have a life and get inspiration, and then come back to whatever you're doing with that.
1: Yeah, but do you feel like? Is it? A, do you feel a sense of obligation in the sense of like, well, I'm getting so many great things coming my way now. I should take these now. Or do yeah. you just like that process? Do you just like the nonstop?
0: I think it's a little bit of both. I love working and I love acting. And so, I mean, when I'm not doing that, I feel a bit useless. Right. <laughs> so um, I just love doing that all the time. And if I wasn't an actress, I'd be like in local theater groups, I think, just doing it for fun. Right. Um but also, yeah, there's a sense of momentum to it, and you're like, oh, I want to ride this wave, and and you want to achieve certain things, and you want to fight to get there, so there's that kind of fueling me as well.
1: Right. <laughs> the uh, The short that you made, I guess maybe, I feel like it was maybe like five years ago, about the girl who goes to all the conventions. Oh, conventional. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> was there a, was that like a deep, dark fear? Where you like, oh my God, am I going to go to conventions for the rest of my life? Am I going to be the girl who was on that show? I mean, Ugh. you must have known that that wouldn't happen.
0: I don't think it was really a fear of mine, to be honest. But, like, I just knew that I had to make a horror film because I was making one for this um, scheme, Fun Size Horror. Yeah. And I was trying to think of ideas, and nothing was really sticking. And I was at a convention, and I just looked around and I was like, what is the darkest version of where I am right now? <laughs> um, and I was like, I'm going to do that. But it wasn't really a personal um, story, to oh, be good. honest. Uh yeah no so <laughs> luckily good. that did not come from a deep dark place it just was kind of my imagination a little It bit. was
1: but it's a good but it's a real it's a poignant message of just the person who like can't who is so desperate Mm -hmm. for the fame and the recognition and the that it actually ends up being the undoing of the Mm -hmm. character.
0: Yeah, and I think there's just something interesting about being defined by this one moment or thing that you did in your life and then anything after that just doesn't compare and you're always trying to get back to that thing when you were on top or you were at your peak and it's just an interesting uh, state of mind that I think anyone can really relate to.
1: They can, but what do you think is the... Because it's easy to see how something like that could happen because we have mm. no control over what happens in the business. And mm-hmm. sometimes it goes well and sometimes it doesn't. And there's mm-hmm. no. And so, is it. You know, I'm sure you've seen that happen to people before, too. Do, do, would, is there advice that you have wanted to give people that you can't really say? But is there, you know, when someone is kind of smoldering in that, do you think they should just. Try to ride it out or do something else or... I don't know. Is there a right answer?
0: I mean, I think that you just have to be self-generating. Like, if you're not happy with where you are, you need to figure out what your next move is. And it might not be trying to go back to something, but evolving and moving on to the next thing and using that experience to create this new thing. Right. It's easier said than done, but I think, like, being self-generating and creating your own... I mean, carving your own path, really, right like taking control and responsibility for that, and right. not blaming the world or you know right other
1: things of course, but it I feel like now is such a good time to be working because there are so many outlets.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: and I feel like even twenty years ago, if you were an actor, you were probably just an actor, and there were yes. not a lot of there was not a lot of leeway
0: I know to do other things But in America, like more so than the u k, people do a lot of different jobs. They'll have a podcast, and they'll be an actor, and they'll be a stand-up comedian, and all of these different things. It's right. kind of incredible to watch.
1: Right. Is there anything else you want to do that you haven't done?
0: Um. No. I think I'll just uh, act and then uh, film other people acting, and that is my honestly
1: my dream existence. <laughs> do you want to do horror? Do you want to do?
0: Yes, I want to be a horror director so badly. But you know you can. I mean, you must.
1: You have opportunities. You must have opportunities yeah, to do that. Yeah, I do
0: actually. So I'm. Yeah, it's been amazing since I made my film. I keep getting sent loads of scripts to direct, which is amazing. Oh,
1: that's incredible. Um,
0: and it's nice to see that there's an appetite for female directors too. Like yeah. people are trying to hire. Absolutely. Them. I'm just not finding anything that I feel like I'm the person who needs to tell that story. Right. So. I guess I'm just looking at other people's scripts and thinking about my own ideas. And I made another short earlier this year called The Hoarding, mm-hmm. which is a horror short film that I'll probably make into a feature next year, maybe. Fantastic. Set in a hoarder's house?
1: That's fantastic. So the, what type of horror do you like? Do you like sort of real life gritty stuff? Do you mm. like, su- is there supernatural elements? Uh, the, the
0: Shining is my the favorite.
1: The Shining. Got to it, got it, got it.
0: context. Got it. Yeah, I just love that. Kubrick is my favorite director. So it's stylish, it's artistic, but it's legitimately terrifying Mm -hmm. and great performances. Um, Yeah, that type of horror.
1: Deep psychological trauma with a hint of... Of supernatural, there's like a yes. hint, a hint of supernatural. Yeah, so you can
0: still have fun ghosts around and good visuals, you know, because we all want that.
1: <laughs> fun ghosts, fun
0: ghosts. Yeah, those are the twins. That's what, what I'm do you made.
1: What do you think is the <laughs> <laughs>
0: fun ghosts?
1: <laughs> They're fun ghosts. They are. They're kids. They don't do anything. They just stand there. Yeah. You just know, being like a little creepy, just a little creepy. <laughs> but that's I was talking to someone yesterday about the how the balance between. Uh, Special effects, the balance with yeah. horror, how in yeah. the old days, like even in old Twilight Zone episodes that you watch, because they were limited by the effects that they had, that actually lent itself to the creepy factor because it was yeah. all the stuff you couldn't see.
0: Yeah, I think like obstacles like that are your friend when making films. So if you can't show something, you have to get really creative about how you're going to tell that story and what you can film. And so whenever I can't have something, I have a small tantrum and then I go, OK, What's a way around this? And then it's always better than what I originally wanted to do.
1: Right. Do you think... Because I have some friends who are directors, obviously, people that we know, like James Gunn, who's done small films and also Mm -hmm. massive films successfully. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I have other friends, you know, like Rob Zombie, who's like, yeah, I don't ever want to direct a $100 million movie. He just Mm -hmm. likes the intimate nature Mm. of lower budget stuff. He feels it's more creative and then he has more control. No one can tell him what to do.
0: Yeah, I understand that instinct. I mean, taking on a giant movie like that, you're going to have a lot of people breathing down your neck. Although James Gunn very much asserts his creative voice over all of that. So he really has mastered making a giant movie and making it something that he actually wants to make himself. And it's individual.
1: Yeah. But with your schedule... I guess the bigger film, like, if you take on a bigger film, that's going to dominate more of your time. It's going to eat up, you know... I mean, you know, I, we, we both, I'm sure we have a ton of friends who are like, I directed a movie and I spent two years on it and I didn't mm. have time to do anything else.
0: Yeah, definitely. I uh, guess, yeah, that would be quite a commitment. So it would need to be the right film that I'm willing to not be an actress for years of my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you
1: multitask? Because you must have situations where you're working on one thing, but maybe you have edits for something else that you have oh, to turn yeah. in or, or mm-hmm. you're preparing for something else. You're trying to mash like three or four things on top of each other. That
0: happens all the time. So earlier this year, I was shooting Jumanji and another film, Gunpowder Milkshake, and editing my short film at the same time. Oh my just God. doing it on the weekends and stuff. You know, you just fit it in when you can.
1: Yeah. What is good advice that you have about editing? Because to me, that is, that's always the scariest part. Like, how do you know when you're so close to a project? How do you know this is the right cut for this? This is the mm. right shot. This timing makes mm. sense. This this will make sense to someone who's never seen this before.
0: I mean, to me, it's just all instincts and it's trust in yourself. Like, if God it feels it. right, it's probably right.
1: Ah, yeah, but instincts, don't, not don't, everyone has those.
0: Well, that's an issue <laughs> in, the, in the artistic realm of directing.
1: <laughs> Was directing something when you were younger Do you, and you were watching film? Did you watch with a director's eye or did you watch with a performer's eye?
0: Probably a performer's because I wanted to be an actress. But now I watch very much from a directing standpoint. hmm And I love it. It's so cool uh, to just watch and and sort of see the timing of their edits and their shots and whether they're wide or close or all of that, you know.
1: Everyone has a little bit different of an answer, but what do you think a director's job is?
0: Um, I think probably having vision and then having enough leadership skills to implement it Mm -hmm. and, um, and compiling a team of talented people and then letting them do what they do, but steering the ship. Right. You have to steer that ship towards your vision. Right. Because I think if you let other people steer it and get involved in that part of the job, then you might dilute your vision, sure. which happens all the time on movies. And that's maybe why they're less individual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I also, I'm also... I'm always interested in, in the balance between when it's good to assert your vision. Yeah. And then when it's good to compromise. Yeah. Because like sometimes oh, people do have good ideas and Mm. sometimes like, oh, you know, maybe I don't know everything. I don't know. Like, so how do you, is it, is it really just, it's just a gut game? You just sort of go, well, this is what I'm feeling. So I hope for the best.
0: Yeah, I think it is, to be honest. And sometimes people are going to be like, what if you did it like this? And that's a better way to do it. And you have to think really fast and listen to your gut and think, is that a better way to do it? And um. You know, and then you have to really like get your ego in check right. and be like, you know what? Yeah, you are right and I was wrong there. Let's do what you said. There's right. a lot of that in directing. You can live out your master chef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside.
1: With the first short that you did, what, what, because I imagine each thing that you do, you're going to learn a clump of things. Yeah. Because everything is a, is a, is basically, you're in school every time you make something. Yeah. So what, so true. What did you learn the first time versus the second time?
0: Oh, the first time I ever directed? Yeah. Uh, I guess that was around conventional time or a short that I did before that. Oh, what did I learn? I don't, you know, so many things. Uh, How to run a crew, how to keep people moving how to get the shots that you want. All the basics, I think, the first time right. of like what this job actually involves. Right. Um, the last time, I think starting to make bolder choices and really figure out who I am as a filmmaker and my identity and not just making the obvious choice, but making something that is interesting to me that I haven't seen before. I am right. striving to do that, not for the sake of it, but I think it is still good to strive to do things in a different way.
1: Right, right, right. And so do you think that's in the... The idea itself being wildly original, or do you think taking a concept that putting a different spin on something?
0: I would say probably the latter, because a lot of stories have been told before. Um, it's, It's all in the way that you tell them. Yeah. And I think if you're directing something, you have been chosen to be the director for a reason. And so let's see that reason, you know? Right.
1: Right. And do you, now that, let's see, what, what's the date today? We're almost at Christmas time. We're almost at the end of the uh, year. Are we? The business is kind of slowing down mm. right now. It is slow. It really, like after Thanksgiving, the business is like, okay, we'll see you January 4th.
0: I know. You really check out after Thanksgiving. I'm like, guys, there's <laughs> a whole other month. There's like six more
1: weeks, you guys. <laughs> six more weeks. December yeah. is sort of a, sort yeah, of a, a, de- a dead month. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a little bit of time off?
0: No, so we're promoting Jumanji right now. So we're just out and about. um, And then I'm promoting that until next week. And then I go back to Scotland and then I have some time off.
1: Then you have a little bit of time off. Yeah, so
0: I've got like a couple of weeks.
1: A couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's going to
0: be amazing.
1: And then what? So what happens in Scotland in a couple of weeks? Like, is it?
0: Oh, I don't know. I'm going to see my friends. I'm going to go to the local pantomime. Do you know what that is? No. What? I don't. I'm not. I don't. I haven't. Every year at Christmas in the UK, we'll do like a fairy tale show. And it's the most popular thing in theater in the UK. And it happens every year. And there's all these rules and audience interactions and all of that stuff.
1: And it's pantomime?
0: Yeah, it's called the pantomime, and this year in Inverness, it's Beauty and the Beast. Okay, and it's local performers usually, and uh, there's always a dame, which is a man dressed as a woman who does like a comedy stand-up sort of act okay. in the middle of the story. Okay, and there's songs and dances.
1: There are so it's not an, it's not like a pantomime. It's not like a mime. It's nope, just called nothing the to pantomime. Do with mime. But it's comedy skewed.
0: Yeah, it's like an old fashioned fairy tale with like slapstick comedy and songs and.
1: I didn't know anything about this. What? This
0: is wild because it's so huge in the UK. Like it's everything. Okay. Like it means everything to me. <laughs> everything. <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry. God oh, damn I didn't it. No.
0: You've got to Google this. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: only thing, the, the one thing I knew about Edinburgh is the Fringe Festival. That's pretty cool. Other other than that. It's
0: not as cool as pantomimes. No. Okay. Okay. Nothing is. I used to audition for the local pantomime in Inverness growing up and I would never get in. I feel like your chances
1: are pretty good now if you wanted to. Maybe
0: this is my moment. (laughs) I can approach them. Can you imagine? What are you doing next? Pantomime.
1: (laughs) I'm doing pantomime. I'm going to do some pantomime. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like that's, I think those things are important. The the dreams you have when you're a kid, you kind of get to go. You got to, maybe one year you do kind of step in and do a pantomime do, do a Yeah, character. I would
0: really love that, but I do go to see it every year. It's my tradition, and I feel at my happiest when I'm there well, that's because nice. it reminds me of why I wanted to be an actress. That's
1: fantastic. Yeah, it's cool. Is it? Um, how are you handling all? I mean, you know, you like you're you're like a big friggin' movie star type now. Like, no, you, yeah, type. yeah, yeah <laughs> but you are. Like, people know. Like, you know, you're in these massive franchise movies, and people love you. And 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 is it? <laughs> Do you still feel your life is normal? Is it, has it? Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't really think I'm a movie star. I think I star in movies. Right. <laughs> but I don't think I'm a movie star, which is a really interesting place to be in in my career. Like, I can walk around.
1: That's fantastic. It's amazing. Well, also, it doesn't screw with your head.
0: No, I mean, I love just going out on my own. I love doing stuff on my own, you know, um, going for coffees or going to the cinema or dinners even or trips. And so to not be able to do that would be a really weird existence. I can't imagine it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's where people start to go a little crazy.
0: Yeah. Just surrounded by security all the time. <laughs> well, also, like, I don't think we're
1: evolved to be watched all the time. Like that feels yeah. uncomfortable.
0: No. Yeah. That must be what animals feel like you in a zoo. <laughs> Of
1: course. <laughs> I mean, I don't think most people feel bad for celebrities, but <clears throat> which is un- totally understandable, but yeah. but at the same time, it I think it's a I think it's a more surreal existence than most people would guess. Of just like.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine what it's like for someone like uh, Kevin Hart or Dwayne Johnson. I mean, right. That's just a whole other level.
1: Yeah. Like if they're in an elevator and they pick their nose and then someone's yeah. like, oh, The Rock oh picked God. his nose! He and then it becomes his a thing. In his nose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I feel like The Rock's probably, I feel like he's probably used to it by now.
0: I think so. But you know what interests me is like, when do they actually become that huge of a star like can you pinpoint a moment or is it like grains of sand and how much of that then turns into a desert like there's no way to really it's always an interesting thing
1: I think it's probably a combination of both it is very because especially in his case he was he was a big wrestling star like Mm. massive wrestling star huge yeah and it like wrestling stars crossing over to film not totally wasn't really happening a ton Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um on that level no yeah but and then he was in that movie, um, Be Cool, which was a sequel to Get Shorty. Ah! And he was really funny in it. Yeah. And I think people were like, holy shit, this, this guy, is guy is actually. really funny. He's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he starts doing the next thing, and it. movie opens it does well oh okay people do want to see this kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden all
0: of a sudden you're the biggest movie star in the world the
1: giantest movie star in the world but he's
0: so comedically talented and I feel like people don't talk about that enough because there's so many other things to talk about with him but like his talent is incredible just watching him I'm like in awe
1: it's amazing I do think that sometimes the public or the press or whatever is keen to put people in boxes because I think it's just easy to sort that way.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: As opposed to, especially now, I feel like, well, people are lots of things, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like you're, and you do action, but you do horror and you direct and you write and you, Mm. you know, it's not, you don't just do one thing. Right. And I feel like that is... I feel like that's also a relatively new thing in the business as well.
0: Yeah, multi-hyphenates.
1: Multi-hyphenates. That's what they're
0: calling it.
1: <laughs> maybe you'll, maybe uh, it's like you look at J.J. Abrams. Mm. You're like, how did that, you know, that guy is a whole industry yeah, by that's himself.
0: Insane. Yeah, that's what I want to do with horror. What can we call call my horror company? <laughs> I was thinking like... Gillen House of Horror. But I think it's a little long winded. <laughs> Gillen, Gillen House.
1: Gillen is House is cool. like Blum House. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shit. Oh, damn.
0: Yeah, it's too close to Blum.
1: Gillen Manor.
0: Yeah, Gillen Manor.
1: Gillen Manor.
0: Gillen's haunted manor of it's nightmares. Karen's time. Karen time. <laughs> I'm so glad we would had this conversation and we've found the perfect name for the company. Karen Thank
1: time. you. You know what's fun about Karen Time is that <laughs> it's, a, it's a relatively non-threatening sounding thing. Yeah, yeah it's Karen Time!
0: Yeah, well, there, which could be quite sinister if all I, all I make is horror films.
1: Well, there's a meme that's been developing on the internet slowly, which is that the name Karen is the lady who always asks to speak to the manager.
0: Yes! <laughs> and by the way, I have done that in my life. <laughs> So
1: you are you're like a textbook I'm a Karen. Real Karen. You're yeah. a, you're a real Karen.
0: I did it in a gym once when they wouldn't let my mum cancel a gym membership and I was like, "Excuse me, I'd like to speak to the manager." And she was like, "I am the manager." <laughs> and I looked like such an idiot. I was like, "Oh, well, great. Well, I guess that's sorted then. Goodbye."
1: <laughs> well, I'm a displeased Karen.
0: Yeah, that's right. We
1: have a wild Karen in the front. Yep. <laughs> did were you able to get them to refund the
0: I believe not. I believe the contract stated fair and square that she wasn't able to terminate her contract at that point.
1: Don't you think it would be kind (laughs) of funny if you marched in there now? (laughs) Like, I would like to speak to the manager. It wasn't
0: very long ago. (laughs) (laughs) It was only a couple of years back.
1: (laughs) And the woman's so like, I'm still the manager. Good then. Well, I'm glad I just wanted to make sure everything was in order. All right.
0: I looked so stupid. Uh, The
1: worst. I don't don't know why, but I always felt the need. I always wanted. There was something that I was very kind of embarrassed about that I always. wanted to tell you <gasps> that tell I, was, me. I was just felt like such an idiot about uh, you because you, you noticed when you came in you saw the you know the TARDIS and the log cabin and everything yeah and this basically was recreated from a house that I had renovated many years ago mm-hmm. and we were hanging out and I said hey I want to show you the renovations in my house And you go great and as we were walking through I'm like oh I put this here, I put this here in the back of my head I was like oh fuck Fuck, there's a TARDIS downstairs.
0: Did you forget that the TARDIS was there?
1: I forgot the TARDIS was there because it was new. And when we came down and I showed it to you, I was like, this poor girl is going to think I'm a fucking lunatic. I wanted to show you the tar I was so embarrassed and I didn't know how to say like look, 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 look. Yes, I'm a fan I'm a fan of that show, but I'm not I'm j- Okay, I know this looks weird, you know, I was oh, so embarrassed.
0: You know, that's the perfect beginning for a horror movie, actually. <laughs> I'm in this log cabin, I'm seeing a TARDIS. Yep. I'm like, oh, this could this could go
1: weird. But you are the murderer, ultimately.
0: Yes, I like that twist. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's... I, I lure people into their own TARDISes, that's... and then I kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just always felt
1: bad about it. I'm like, you know, because, look, yeah, I mean, you knew, you knew I was a fan of that show. <laughs> oh, I knew. That's, that's, how, yeah. we, that's how we met. But... I wasn't
0: surprised by the TARDIS oh, at good. all.
1: I'm so glad.
0: No, it was I'm a so nice glad. trip down memory lane.
1: Okay, good. So yeah. you didn't you didn't think it was crazy. You were just like, okay, this all tracks.
0: No, I didn't think it was crazy. The second TARDIS I'm sorry to... <laughs> wonder about the Okay. The well, replica.
1: <laughs> Alright, well, just the... Oh, actually, the one from the other house, we moved to the house that we live in, which is the,
0: Okay, how many TARDISes are there? There are two. Okay. Yeah. But one of them just... Teleported over somewhere.
1: It teleported to the other house, which by the way was my wife's doing. I was like, we do not I'm glad ha-.
0: that she let you keep the TARDIS. She asked for the TARDIS. Oh! So she said we have to put yeah. this that's the perfect woman for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. asked for the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> I mean
1: and I and it, listen, I was fully willing to be like I will put this in storage. Oh, that's quite the sacrifice. It would have been the sacrifice, but I was not required to, that's amazing. to put that to put that in storage. Good. But no, so here, yeah, I had another one I had another one recreated. <laughs> but I love that you embrace it, you know? Like oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's nice that you embrace it because I see you post stuff sometimes. You're oh, like, oh,
0: I love it. I never want to be disassociated with the show because it was the best time ever. Best years of my life. Oh, that's good. I think. Hopefully I'll have better years. But so far, those really top it for me. Right. Yeah, it was amazing.
1: And do you think it's just because everything was so new and you didn't yeah. really know, like, you were just basically playing dress up in a fun sci-fi thing and then all of a sudden it just became this phenomenon
0: yeah exactly that I was 21 I got cast in the biggest show in the UK which was such a wild experience and also two of my best friends were in the show when we were all really young and just kind of high on life and everything was new and it's like It'll never be like that again. That moment in time, it was really right. special for That's all of really us. Really nice. Yeah, it was fun.
1: Well, because it, it seems like in the old in in the older days, you know, <laughs> if, if someone was on that show, they became very associated with that show. Yeah, and it could it was sometimes difficult to break out and do other things.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And yet here we are, you know. Tenant is doing a million and a half thing. He was amazing and yeah, good killing omens. It. Um, Arthur was doing amazing stuff on Broadway. Yeah, just
0: saw him in a play in London the other day.
1: Matt is in a tiny little show called The Crown, which apparently never uh, heard of it. I don't know what it's about. No, I think there's a crown maybe it's about crowns. involved. I'm not really. I think it's a is it is it like a dental crown? Oh, maybe everyone yeah, yeah maybe
0: he's cure. a dentist. Yeah.
1: So I mean, go good go luck with them. that. I mean, if yeah. that if anyone ever sees that, yeah, he's trying. And then you're. <laughs> 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 Do you talk to those guys much?
0: All the time. Oh, good. Yeah, I just went to London and I saw both of their plays in the space of two days. Oh, Matt's doing a play too? Yeah, he just finished. So I saw Arthur's play at the National Theater and he was amazing. And then I saw Matt's play with Claire Foy, also from The Crown.
1: Fantastic.
0: Those guys together, they are very good. That's good. Yeah, they make a good team.
1: It's nice because it's, it in a way, it's, yeah. Doctor Who was almost like, Um, school. Like, you guys were in school together and then everyone graduated and you've all, like, you've all gone off in these amazing...
0: I know, we fled the nest. (laughs) You did. It's kind of sad. I think we should all come back for one episode. Of Doctor Who? Yeah, but maybe we can't, right? Because it's moved on now. So maybe we do, like, an episode of something else.
1: Or, I mean, the thing about Doctor Who, though, (laughs) is that there's... Every fan of that show knows, like, there are rules... That are easily broken.
0: Of course. It's sci-fi. <laughs> you can't apply logic to that. You can't
1: apply logic to that. We know that when a show's been on since, you know, 1963 or whatever, that it is. Yes. There are going to be some things that are going to step on the toes of other things, so. Of
0: course. There's paradoxes everywhere.
1: Have you thought maybe, would you want to direct them in something?
0: That would be amazing. Maybe that's the thing. <gasps> Maybe it could be a horror movie.
1: Maybe it's a horror movie. Oh
0: my God, I'm actually going to do this. Oh,
1: this is fantastic news. All right,
0: I just need a story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's all. This movie from Karen Time Productions Yes! is going to be spectacular. Look out for it. Do you do you force yourself to write every day or, or create every day or do you, are you the type of person that needs to wait for inspiration to strike?
0: No, I don't force myself. I'm not regimented in that respect. But when I'm working on something, I'm just like obsessed with it. And I'll go all day and all night. And as long as other people are willing to work with me on it. Like editors and composers and all of that. But I just become like completely immersed in it when I'm doing it. And then I can step away for a while. So I have a, I think I have a balance of sorts. Right. Yeah.
1: And then when you are up against, I always like to ask creative folks like when you're up against the wall of like i don't i can't squeeze any more ideas out of my brain i Mm. i'm tapped do you step away do you push through do you phone a friend like what's your what is Um, your
0: i usually take a walk and listen to music and see if anything comes to me and usually it does really yeah um getting outside i think helps change of scenery but I think just going away and having an experience is always a good thing to yeah. kind of change your perspective in some way yeah. in that moment.
1: Is there any good horror you've seen lately that you really like?
0: Oh, okay, what have I been watching? It must I must have seen horror. Uh what was the last horror I saw? I don't remember.
1: I don't. Dr. Sleep. Oh, you saw Dr. Sleep?
0: Yeah, it was good. You liked it? Yeah, I did, did you? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. You have a I haven't picture of yet. Jack Nicholson outside.
1: I know, I know. But he, he died in the first one. So, <laughs> anyway. What? He, oh God, I'm Spoilers! sorry. Karen, Karen, I'm sorry. Shit, I thought you you said I oh. Oh. Jesus
0: Christ! Uh,
1: well, <laughs> he doesn't sort of die. He does. He kind of stays in the hotel. Right. Oh, God damn it! Well, I'm maybe I'll so come back
0: as a wee ghost or something. You know.
1: <laughs> in Doctor no, Sleep. Doctor Sleep was when that movie came out. I was touring, and then by the time uh, I got so you back, missed the
0: window. Well, you watch it. Are you excited about it? I am it? very
1: excited about it.
0: Yeah, that's Mike Flanagan, who I worked with on Oculus. Oh, right. Yeah. Same Which I've director. Seen, yeah, loved you've seen Oculus. That
1: one. Oh, Oculus is fun. Yeah. You, you honestly, uh, it seems like. There's just this great playground right now for you. And then the challenge is, like, what to play with next. Like, what, how, do you, mm. how do you decide what gets your attention
0: next? I mean, it depends on what comes my way. Um, if nothing comes my way that sparks my interest, I will make a horror film. That's yeah. basically my overall plan. Yeah. And I really want to make a horror film next year. You're, you're making me so excited about this. <laughs> you're <laughs> with, not even saying anything. With Matt
1: Smith and Arthur Darvill.
0: <laughs> that or other people. Or it depends they- on whether they're right for the parts that I have in mind, because I do have a little idea brewing. I think it would be fun, just for fun, yeah. to make them audition. You
1: know, <laughs> maybe you're already going to give it to them, but don't tell them that.
0: Can you imagine if I made them audition and then they didn't get it? <laughs> Wouldn't that be such a weird twist to our
1: friendship? The really fucked up twist would be is that if you put on the breakdowns, I'm looking for a Matt Smith type. Yes. He auditions for it, and then you give it to someone else.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine?
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, Matt. Shia LaBeouf, <gasps> quite frankly, he just gave, he just, he just really knocked it out of the park in the room. The Matt Smith more than you did. <laughs> Get the accent and everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd love to see him in a horror film. Not Shia. I mean, also Shia, but mainly Matt. But mainly Matt. I think that he would do really well in that genre.
1: Matt would be amazing in that yeah, genre. Yeah. Yeah. do you what do you do you even consider like this massive upheaval in the business in terms of like streaming services versus like. Things that are movies in the theaters, things that are Mm. movies on our screens, but now there's all these streaming services and who knows where media is going to shake out and who's going to make what for what. It's a
0: crazy time. Do you you even think about that
1: stuff or do you just think, well, I'm just going to make stuff and wherever it comes out, it comes out?
0: No, I think about it because it's just interesting to me um, to learn about our industry and the way it's moving and how it's been totally shaken up by streaming services. Um, I do think about where things would end up and I do like the idea of a theatrical release but the streaming services are doing that too. Right. So ideally both, you know, that would yeah. be great.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's strange because it, they're so competitive with each other yeah. now mm-hmm. that it seems like, it feels like the direction everything is going is that one day some device is going to come along and it's basically just going to be like cable, but it's going to have all those apps on it. And you're I not... Mean, that
0: sounds like an Apple device.
1: Maybe. If they can, you know, like make deals with everyone.
0: Well, this is the thing, because when I was thinking about that, trying to predict where it's all headed, I'm like, well, Apple's got the sort of monopoly on the devices and on which we're watching these things. Right. So they could just phase out all the other services and only have their own, which they are starting. Right. They just need to make... Some
1: cooler stuff. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is that I... There was a brief period of time where Amazon... The Amazon Prime app was on Apple TV. And then I think it disappeared.
0: (gasps) They're starring already. This is it. (laughs) If I'm wrong about that, I
1: apologize. But I thought... I thought I heard that, like, oh, now that's not anywhere because they're all disappearing. So I just, I hope that the consumers don't suffer because of all of the business wars and everyone's trying to own all the IP and, like, I feel the... like
0: it'll go in a way that, like, Disney has kind of, like, been buying up everything. Right. Maybe, like, Apple will start buying up all the other ones, so we'll still get that content. It just might be, like, under their umbrella.
1: Right. Amazon could do that. Amazon, Amazon could literally could buy everything. That.
0: Yeah. That's wild that they haven't.
1: Multiple times over, Amazon could.
0: But I also think that everything has a time limit. Because it's like, I don't think things like, can take over for such a long time and then stay like that. I think that people kind of evolve and move on. Right. So I think even if Apple did that, it wouldn't be forever.
1: Well, you also can't predict what people are going to adopt. Like, what types of devices, like, the experiences that people want to have. Yeah,
0: like, what's after the iPhone? (laughs) Like, where do we go from there?
1: (laughs) Well, it's... I think it's all um, wearable technology. Like, Mm. it's technology that integrates...
0: What about spectacles? What what are your thoughts on those?
1: I love the idea of it, Mm. but so far, they just look like weird sci... They just look like (laughs) 1950s sci-fi... big goggles. They're just big goggles and weird. Yeah. But I do think that you know, like, device neck that, that people are getting, you know, from, like, leaning into their devices. Is that why
0: my neck hurts all the time?
1: It's very possible.
0: Because it does.
1: Yeah, well, it's probably... I you... thought
0: it was getting older, but maybe it's not.
1: <laughs> no, it's because your head's probably craned down looking at your phone all the time. Oh, it hurts. Yeah, that's probably why. You gotta get a foam roller. You gotta travel with a foam roller. Really? Yeah, and then you can, like, lay on the foam roller and it kind of stretches your... Maybe,
0: like, hold up the phone like that.
1: In a different way. Yes, exactly.
0: We need phone holders.
1: A neck, like something that's, that sprouts off your neck and just holds the phone yeah, in front of you. Yeah, it's like
0: of, a neck collar, and, and then it has like a s- selfie stick coming out of it. Yeah, exactly. And then it's right there in your eye line. I
1: mean, I, anything more to distract people from driving, I say, is what Yeah, that's be. always good. But I think it's because the machines essentially force us to interface like machines. Like, mm. we we are like robots, the way that we have to type and stare at a device. And so I think it's... Technology is going to seamlessly have to integrate into, mm. you know. There's going to be have to like natural technology convenience. It's always about
0: that, isn't it? Yeah. Like, how can we make this easier?
1: Yeah. Or AR, like, how do we integrate it mm. into life so that you're not, you don't mm. have to look at a device? It just
0: it just appears before just your eyes. Yeah. <gasps> oh,
1: that's so messed up, though. That
0: is messed up. God. Well, I it happens with Siri. That's just the beginning. <laughs> Siri, or no, like a, a Alexa. Yeah. You just shout to the heavens. You don't even need to shout. Speak. I'm just not... Do you have an Alexa? I did, and then I got scared that it was broadcasting all of my conversations. Of
1: course! That's why we don't have one. Yeah. what if you're talking shit about someone, and then it goes dialing, and then it calls that person, and they just hear you talking shit about
0: them. Yeah. And I love... Juice. <laughs> I love the gossip.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I so I, I don't want to restrict that in my own home.
1: But you don't want to be part of the gossip either. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be the No, I want to talk that. about
0: other people's yeah, gossip. Of course.
1: <laughs> I love it, it just feels like we don't we're so obsessed with convenience that we don't even know what we're agreeing to most of the time we're like, sure, put this device in here. Yes. And in the fine print, it's like, we can eavesdrop on all your conversations and we own everything that you say. Oh
0: my God, what's happening to the world?
1: Well, we're just, we just want everything now. We're just, we're creatures of convenience. Do Do you ever envision, do you have like a, do you have a bug out plan someday where you're like, you know, if everything goes really sideways, I'm just gonna move to the mountains of Scotland or like is there a is there an escape plan at some I point? I think
0: like going back to your Instagram thing, I would go to a castle in Scotland yeah. and just detach and think about the times when I was an actress in Hollywood <laughs> and talk about that to my grandkids. Yeah. Before it all went wrong because I said something and the Alexa broadcast. <laughs> <it. laughs> and we're in <ruined> my career. <laughs> and that's my another, story.
1: Alexa takes down another. Oh, that's the thing is that Alexa's, you know, if Alexa's on the side of big media.
0: Yeah. She could turn on us.
1: Just you know? on everyone. Yeah. I have a friend who works on a show that he got rid of his Alexa. He's like, I work on a show that can't get spoiled. So if I'm talking about <laughs> things that are on the show, like near my <gasps> Alexa. You know.
0: Wait, so this is a real threat.
1: I, I mean I don't know how real it is or if I'm just being paranoid, but I I don't think it's impossible, you know? Of
0: course not. If it can listen to you Yeah then it can record you.
1: Well I've I've turned off the thing on the phone where you can activate it by saying, Hey Siri Oh, really? Yeah, because if you say something that's even close to Hey Siri and then mm. it starts listening mm-hmm. and then you say someone's name and it calls that... I po- didn't
0: even think about Siri. Yeah, I was just thinking about Alexa. There's two we've got to think about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can You can disable Siri to the point where it isn't listening for its name mm. and that it only works when you have the phone unlocked.
0: What happens right now? My phone is locked. Yeah. Hey Siri.
1: Okay, so it didn't... But if you plug it in, oh, I don't have a phone charger in here. But it, oh, yeah. oh, you do. Yeah. If you plug, plug it, it in, in, sometimes it might be when it's when it's plugged in and charging.
0: Hey Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Siri.
1: Don't you do
0: it, Siri? But I don't know. This is scaring me. Yeah. I will keep that charge if that's alright.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can keep charging the phone. Maybe there's a is there a technology thriller from Karen Time Films in the future?
0: I don't love technology in films, actually. No? I like watching Black Mirror. Yeah. But for me, I don't think it's for me.
1: No. Because it's just... That's just not part of your storytelling. I just
0: don't... I'm not that into it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to see written texts on film. I want to see visuals. Yeah. So I don't know that it would be for me, but I don't mind watching it done by other people.
1: It is It is also in horror. It's an interesting thing to get around because... Everything is so accessible now that mm. as a, horror, a lot of horror directors have to come up with reasons for, like, they're in a campsite and they don't have service. Yeah, they- so horror
0: is so difficult now. Like, why would you not just call the police with this <laughs> device that you have already in your hand at all times?
1: <laughs> I have a hard time with found footage because I always think, like...
0: Put the camera down! Your yes. friend just got hit with an axe! What yeah. are you doing? Why are you still filming this? That is actually ridiculous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple I of tropes that, yeah. I just, that I just can't. We
0: need to find new explanations, I think. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, That's audible.com slash WonderyPod, or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
1: There's In horror, there are so many different points where a horror movie can lose you. It can be in the performance, or it can be in mm-hmm. the gags, or it can be in the mechanism of the film. Yeah. So what do you think are the important pieces to keep uh, to keep a good, solid horror story intact?
0: I think um, honoring the logic of the whole thing is important. And also just suspense and build up and timing, kind of like comedy in a way. The setup and the payoff. Yeah. I think if you get that, that right, then, then you're in a good position. Yeah. I think. But you really have to pay it off if you set it up. And it's difficult because it's hard to make things actually scary when you see them. Of
1: course. Right? And also with horror too, because a lot of it's not high budget. It's like, maybe you didn't, you couldn't get that shot that day. Yeah, because... or like
0: the prosthetics for the monster and, you know, all of those things. Yeah. It's, t- it's difficult. It was hard in my short film because I have a little bit of a cheeky monster in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I, I used the word cheeky. he was listed in the
1: credits as cheeky monster. He wasn't. Oh, next time. No, next time. Next time. Was... Um, what are you excited about right now? Like, what is, what is making you happy? How are you staying fulfilled in, you know, in your in your crazy non work schedule?
0: Ah, good question. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> What is it? I think just being creative is probably it. Good. Like, I do that, and then I go out, and then I make more stuff, and then I go out, and that's it.
1: That's pretty much it.
0: And I, I could do that for the rest of my life, and I'd be like, yeah, I did that right for
1: me. Well, that's, that's really healthy because it... So many people, I think, get so caught up in the pursuit of the next thing or keeping this or not losing that. I mean, it's all that kind of ego stuff that you referenced before that Mm -hmm. can really topple people. And, you know, you see people that seemingly have everything. They just seem like dead inside and empty.
0: Well, yeah, because that's not the thing that's going to make you happy. But you don't realize that at the time, you know. But when you get it, the goalposts move all the time. So if you get it, it's like, what's the next thing? You know, I don't think anyone really ever sits back and goes like, okay, did it, done. Yeah. You know, there's always something more. And so therefore, that's not where the happiness comes from.
1: Yeah. And it's hard to to see it because I don't think anyone ever feels different mm. like especially when your circumstances change i don't think people f- they still feel like that same person yeah. from when they were first starting out
0: it's true and everything's temporary like the high of achieving something or getting something isn't going to last forever it's a temporary high
1: right that's how did you learn that was it just something that you innately knew or
0: no i think i've just been watching a lot of uh, youtube interviews <laughs> <laughs> With <laughs> tech moguls, <laughs> and like seeing them sell something for a billion dollars, which is obviously like a lot of people's dream, and then they say that they're happy for about four days, and then and then it goes back to normal, right? Because it's the new reality.
1: So it is is really about the um, is it is it the embracing the process stuff, or just or just figuring out you know like you. you I
0: think it's yeah, sort of. I think personally for me, it's like sort of deciding that I am enough and worthy of all of these things without needing validation outside of myself.
1: Oh my God, that's incredible. I mean, like that's the best, that is the most valuable lesson Mm. that anyone I think could ever learn.
0: Yeah, but I'm working on it. I haven't fully achieved that, you know, and I think we all need to work on that consistently. Well, no,
1: but yeah, I mean, but there are like... I mean you you look back at the the history of philosophy, there were philosophers mm. who were old men who were like, I'm still trying yeah. to you know, <laughs> like I don't think it's ever I, I wonder if maybe sometimes we have this false cinematic idea that like the goalposts, like mm. I'm just gonna cross it and then it's all gonna be and then fixed. It's done. Yeah. And then, no, it's never you always have to remind yourself of yeah. that. You yeah. know, for the for, for always.
0: I know. It's yeah, it's interesting to sort of reach that place of total happiness and I don't know if anyone really does, do they?
1: I don't know. Because I, don't, I think people chase happiness like a drug. Yeah. Like it's some sort of a spike mm. that you're supposed to feel. Yeah. Rather than just a state of like peace and contentment.
0: Yeah. Those are better words, I think, than happiness. <laughs> well, they are because happiness, you can't be that all the time because emotions come in waves and right. they spike and then they drop. And of course they do because we're humans. Right. Um, but to be content... And peace is another thing, and I think that we can strive towards that.
1: Man, uh, that is just such an incredible—it's just an incredible thing to know, and, it's, and it makes me happy that you know that because you know <laughs> it does. Because I, you know, you're just such a great—I I consider you a friend. Aww, and I've always just thought you're such a great person and so inspiring <laughs> with all the different stuff that you do. Oh,
0: that's so sweet. And it
1: makes me happy that you're happy. Like it makes me happy Aww. that you're at a place where not only is the career stuff going well, but you're—but you as a person. Is Karen are really not asking to speak to the manager? Like you're, <laughs>
0: that, you, that you seem. No, I'm always going to gonna ask to speak to the goddamn manager. <laughs> <laughs> but that you seem at
1: peace with it is is good, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm not exempt from those moments where I'm like, I wish I had achieved this by now. Like, I have those moments, but then I come back from them um, because I can remember what we just talked about.
1: Right, 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 right. Is Do you, do you read um, any philosophy or do you, do you... All I
0: read is psychology essays. You do? Yeah, that's all I read.
1: Is there a site that you like or particular essays that you enjoy that people... Psychology
0: should... Today? Psychology no? Today, yeah. Yeah, just whatever I can find on Google. Yeah. Just looking into conditions or all sorts of weird things.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. It's really, really interesting and helpful for acting, you know?
1: Well, and also I would imagine for the storytelling too, especially yeah.
0: Motivation, character motivations. That's where it really comes into play.
1: So besides people looking to external sources to find happiness rather than figuring out how to just be happy with themselves, mm. what, are, what are some of the psychological trends of the day that you're noticing?
0: Like in today's society? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can think of any specific to today. I mean, we have social media, which is certainly having an effect on that. Yeah. But I don't know if it's particularly different to what we w- would already do as humans. We're looking for validation from people.
1: Right. But, but on a weird, messed up scale.
0: Well, yeah, it's just amplified. But I don't know that it's, like, very different. Like, I think that it's the same as wanting to be popular in high school. Right but it's just on a different platform and there's more people involved.
1: Yeah. I can't even imagine being a kid today. And I was talking to a friend of mine about who has a a bit of a social media following. And, uh, and I was like, I can't, when you were a kid, it was challenging enough to just sort of fit into your immediate community. But you know, like in that community, there were, it was just, you were, you were fitting into a smaller group or you were trying to figure out your place in a smaller group. Mm. And now it's like, you're competing with the world
0: yeah that's and, the issue. and a
1: fake heightened version of the world
0: yeah i mean the comparison aspect of it is is scary because you're looking at people's lives that aren't necessarily real and you're comparing it to your own life and it can suddenly make everything seem much more miserable than it might have had you not seen that on social media right so that's a new effect i think
1: i hope someday you are comfortable enough to give a talk about stuff like that because i really yeah because i think people would listen to you and i think young people would really i think i think you could affect the world in very positive ways if you shared some of these ideas because i think people do listen to you and kids
0: (gasps) should i do a ted
1: talk you could do a ted talk that'd be really scary but i'm into it Okay, you could do a Karen talk.
0: Yeah, or Karen time talk. It's <laughs> another branch of my horror studio.
1: But it is, you know, like, it—it it is helpful to people. And I think it's when, when people do have healthy perspectives on, especially when celebrities have healthy perspectives on this stuff. Yeah. Because kids look to people like you and they go, oh, she must have everything figured out. And to say, like, yeah. hey, no, I don't have everything figured out, but these are some of the things that I... And you shouldn't also worry about X, Y, or Z. I just think mm. people would probably go like, oh, okay, maybe I am enough and I don't need to worry about all that crap. Uh, yeah,
0: I would love it if I could make someone feel like that. Yeah. That would be really cool.
1: What's next? Uh, are you, let's see, you're here today. Are you doing anything else today? Or you get to you get I to I have home? one
0: more phone interview and then I'm done.
1: Done for the day. Done
0: for the day. For the week. What? And then more press next week, then back to Scotland.
1: Then you're going back to Scotland. Yes. Are you, is there, is it more US press or do you have to go to another country?
0: No, it's uh, US.
1: You're just in the US press. In Los Angeles. Fantastic. Exciting. Is there anything else you want to promote? Is there anything else?
0: Uh, Call of the Wild, Mm -hmm. a film that I am in with a dog and Harrison Ford is coming out at the end of February (laughs) and it's really good. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I put the dog before Harrison Ford. You have to. <laughs> it's funnier that way. I didn't even mean to. <laughs> Starring a
1: dog, in parentheses, and Harrison and Ford. Harrison Ford. And, and Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford. He was on the podcast like six, seven years ago. He was? And it was rough.
0: Wow. It was rough. Why? It was,
1: because he was like, uh, it was, my, I blame me. Mm. But he was sort of like.
0: I yeah, blame me. I blame Why? me. Why?
1: Because he was. I think he used to kind of do this thing where he was sort of like, he would kind of play this character of sort of a grumpy guy, oh. you know, just to fuck with people. Mm-hmm. But maybe there was a little bit of that too. And I just, the fandom, I just devolved into the fandom so fast. I mean, really? well, he's Harrison Ford. <laughs> of course. You know, it's like there's one. I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean, it's like some people, it's like the first time I, I got to work with a Muppet <laughs> and it was like, how how could I not just like tear up because it's like it's so it's molecular yeah. into your childhood, yeah. And that was him, and it was just like I just kind of melted melted down. I mean, it wasn't a disaster. I'm gonna go
0: home and listen to this.
1: Uh, you're fine if you don't. I'm going to. It's it's a it's a little. I want to hear a full meltdown. But he. <laughs> But my feeling was like, look, I should have been more emotionally prepared. Like, if he's going to give me his time, which is very valuable, Mm -hmm. it's sort of like, you know, like riding a horse. I should have been able to ride that horse that I got on. You know what I mean? Give
0: yourself some slack. I don't know. You're allowed to have those moments.
1: I don't know. It was. was, I
0: was fangirling over him when I was shooting the movie. I think he. he, Something
1: happened. And, you know, because he had that. He had the plane crash scare.
0: I know. I talked to him about that. You did? Yeah.
1: Well, after that, I noticed, like, when I would see him on panels at Comic-Con, he, I don't know if it had anything to do with it, mm. but when he came back for the Force Awakens um, panel, mm-hmm. he was genuinely touched. He seemed genuinely happy to be there.
0: <gasps> new perspective.
1: He had a new perspective. He was, he seemed excited to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, like, wow. he seemed appreciative of the fans.
0: Maybe it changed him, I you know? wonder if it did. I mean, it's... A scary thing to happen. I'm sure it must have.
1: Yeah. yeah. I can't believe you talked to him about it.
0: Yeah, I tried to make a joke about it. You did? Yeah, because I, I don't know why I thought that would be funny. <laughs> oh, my God. And he didn't find it funny. I just... You know when you're like, why? Why have I done that to Harrison Ford? Because
1: sometimes there's nervous energy, and you kind of want to break up the tension. Yeah, but you know,
0: he was talking about it in a kind of casual way, which led me to believe that it was a safe space to make a joke about it. Sure. But then the reaction let me know that it was (laughs) too soon to be making jokes about that.
1: (laughs) Do you? You you don't have to. But what was? I don't even. I don't know if
0: if I even remember. But I was like laughing. I I don't remember what I said. But he sort of let me know that that wasn't something that he was casual about. And so you
1: also had an awkward moment with Harrison Ford. So how did you get out of yours? Were you just like,
0: well, I'll see you tomorrow. Or was it a... Uh, well, we were all sitting together in the green room. So oh, there was gotcha. like nowhere to go, really. So I think I just changed the subject. Maybe talked about other planes. I don't know. That's- <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't quite get off the plane topic.
1: <laughs> you know, Amelia Earhart. No, that's a bad one. Shit. That's when you need to carry a pocket full of smoke bombs and just set set one off boom and then you disappear and just run away that's all you need to do <laughs> that's all you need to do you carry a pocket full of smoke bombs <gasps> and Karen Time Films which I'm very excited is definitely going to be the name of your company
0: oh definitely okay, good, yeah good, good. getting we're, that good. copyrighted good
1: but I honestly you know I cannot thank you enough for I I, I I even felt bad I was like oh my god you were at the premiere last night you were in this country Sunday another country Saturday another oh. it, it's so nice of you to come sit no, down no
0: of course always happy to chat I
1: really appreciate it uh, and everyone should see Jumanji it's super fun we watched it last night they sent over a tablet did they that's what they do now really yeah studio will send over a tablet
0: that's amazing
1: so that you don't you can't like steal it yeah
0: because I know that you would have
1: I would totally have stolen Jumanji Yeah. yeah And opened it somewhere else myself, but I didn't, because uh, it was on that goddamn tablet. Uh, but it's really fun. The movie's super fun.
0: Yeah, it's a really fun one, for And sure. it's good to
1: see you guys all together and yeah. sort of like goofing off. And um, I don't know, any time you want to come back. I, you, you don't really spend a lot of time in L.A. anymore.
0: I'm usually away working, but I spend some time here.
1: Yeah, do you, yeah do you, sometimes. you still keep your house in L.A.? Yeah. Oh, good.
0: Yeah, so I can I have a base here and New York Fantastic. so I can go back and forth.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. Well, anytime Karen Gillan, it is such a pleasure to see you.
0: I'm going to come back and play the piano You're- because I've been watching your progress on the piano on <gasps> Instagram. Oh my on gosh.
1: Instagram. I didn't know you played and yeah. then I you posted a video of you playing like, holy yeah. shit, she like really plays.
0: Well, I played from when I was 7 until I was 16. Yeah. The classical piano and then I stopped and I forgot everything really ridiculous your
1: hands I feel like your hands remember some stuff though. I do remember
0: some stuff but I used to be way better Yeah.
1: yeah do you still do you have time to play still
0: not so much I would like to though
1: it is really one of those things that you just it's it almost sort of it almost sort of squashes some of the art to it where you're like, oh, it's muscle memory.
0: Yeah. I yeah. just have to learn Repetition. how to do this over
1: and over again. Yeah. Yeah, I started playing in January and I... Wow,
0: really, you're good for somebody who I'm okay. started playing in January.
1: I mean, it did, you know, the video that posted was not take one.
0: <laughs> how many takes <laughs> oh did you Oh my do? God, Go it was...
1: Really? It <laughs> yeah. was probably... Over two days, I must have tried to get that song like 50 times. No! Yeah. Wow. And, and it was always... It was always you know there's sometimes in the beginning I would fuck it up right away and go okay fine then I get halfway through but it was those ones where I would be in the last stretch and go oh my god I think I'm gonna
0: plank. ah oh, shit
1: and then you gotta that's go that's what I right hate
0: there. about the piano is that pressure because it's so easy to make a mistake on the piano compared to other instruments yeah like it's so intricate the fingering of the whole thing yeah and I remember just getting so nervous in gratings and that feeling I know what you're talking about
1: well my piano teacher was saying that you know she was like well that's why you know concert pianist it's like a bit nerves of steel because they yeah i mean and you watch people that play these incredible like concerto pieces and they don't there's a really funny dude online called lord vinatero and i Mm. think he's i don't know where he's from maybe portugal right uh or maybe maybe he's brazilian but he plays these incredible and and I guess it's just a comfort level. You, I think yeah. you really just have to play from, like, early childhood.
0: Yeah, it's, like, ingrained in you at a certain point. Because I don't early.
1: think I can... I still... My mom at Thanksgiving, my mom was like,
0: play for everyone. I'm
1: like, I don't... <laughs> oh, God. No. I'm <laughs> not okay. there yet. Yeah. No,
0: well, you sound great.
1: Well, I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you so you much. you should have played. We'll take, we'll take a tour of the piano before you, before you get out of here. Yay! The end! That was the ID10T podcast number 1036 with Karen Gillen, who I have so much respect for as a creator and as a friend. She's just a great person who I think is a great role model for any of you out there who are just thinking about trying something, getting in, you know, g- getting involved in some creative pursuit that you have. I mean, listen, if Karen just wanted to Uh, act in movies that would be great no one would say like you're not doing enough but is so driven by creative energy that she is now a filmmaker as well and I think it's an important lesson to learn because a lot of times I think I don't know maybe it's just something that goes back to when we're in school and you know like you you sort of wait for a uh, teacher or an authority figure to tell you it's okay to do something, you know, or you wait for something to happen to you, but maybe you need to be the thing that happens and you need to take the initiative to just start figuring out how to manifest the thing that is inspiring to you. And listen, I know life is busy. We don't always have time for things. I would be willing to guess that, in Karen's case, she's pretty busy <laughs> doing movie after movie, acting in movie after movie after movie, and still finds the time to, uh, to fit in, you know, writing and directing a short film, writing features. Like, it, Karen's definitely going to be one of those folks that, over the next, you know, 10 or 20 years, just has such an incredible body of work across so many different sectors of the entertainment business and it really just starts with deciding to do stuff taking those steps and just figuring it out i mean i don't think you know when most people start a new venture they start a new thing they don't know everything <laughs> that they're doing they just take the step and it always makes me so happy when people write into the corkboard and they say like oh you you talk a lot about just doing a thing, so I decided to do a thing, and I am always so delighted and pleased because making the decision is the first step, and then just figuring it out, and then just doing it. It really is, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's simple but complicated. Obviously, things require a lot of work, they require patience, they require time, you know, but the first step is a lot simpler than I think people realize, which is just doing it. You know, I mean, I remember when Karen started uh, writing and directing a handful of years ago. She was just like, yeah, it's just something I want to do. I'm just going to do it. So I did it. I figured it out. And I really, really, really think when you look at all the different types of things that she's doing and this idea of sort of, you you know, you could be your own multi-hyphenate. We talked about (laughs) multi-hyphenate. You know, you could be the multi-hyphenate because I feel like the more things that you hyphenate in there, the more unique of a, a creative being that you are. So, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to try stuff. I mean, look, we talked about piano a bit at the end of the podcast and I talked myself out of doing it for the longest time. Cause I was like, ah, it's going to be excruciating and it's, I don't know. And I'm not going to be very good. And then finally I was like, well, that's, I don't know. I mean, I guess if I put enough work into it, eventually I'll be okay. And it's true. You just you just take the step and you put in the time and you just sort of enjoy the process that you're doing something, that you're learning something. I mean, it's it's rewarding and fulfilling for so many different reasons when you take up a new thing that you're excited and passionate about because not only is the newness of it exciting, but also the learning part is very, very, very edifying to the spirit, to your creative spirit. And then on top of that, then you make a thing. Then there's like a little trophy, which is that you made a thing. And does it always have to be perfect? No. In fact, it's probably never perfect. I mean, perfect is a weird word. And you should, you should get the idea of perfectionism just out of your head. Because there's no real perfect anything. You know? You just... You do stuff and you learn and you move on and you do stuff and you learn and you move on and I've said this a hundred times, but there is no artistry in perfection. Perfe- artistry is in all the imperfections, the 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 cracks, the you know, like those are all the things that are human, that are special, you know. So don't worry about <laughs> not hitting home runs the first time you pick up a bat or not playing a concerto the first time you sit down at a piano or not winning an, an Oscar the first time you write and direct a short film or whatever it is, just do it because you love it. And if all that other stuff can be a byproduct of that, but just do it because the process is gratifying to you and it's something you want to do. I mean, to hear Karen talk about film, to hear her talk about um, horror movies... Like it you can tell that she's so driven and so passionate about it, and also it just from even if you take that all the away just from a business standpoint, it's like well, that's another whole field of options that are available to you like diversifying sort of diversifying the portfolio of your skill set, diversifying your skill set is is good because You know, sometimes one thing might work out, another time something else might work out, and you never know. And if you have options, you can sort of create those options for yourself. So, this is my weekly pep talk, and I hope it's not annoying. I guess if it is, you can just turn it off, but I just do it because it, you know, as someone who sets out to do things that they like to do and I, I I just I want that for you I want you to if that's what you want <laughs> I want that for you to be able to show yourself that you're capable of more than maybe you give yourself credit for and that it's so easy to take that first step sometimes and it's also even easier to talk ourselves out of that <laughs> so I'm just trying to get you to realize that maybe in certain circumstances, a percentage of the time, you're talking yourself out of doing stuff, and maybe there's not a real reason to not do it, and you could just do it without thinking about it, without overthinking it. So that's all. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you have a wonderful week or day or whenever you're listening to this and i will see you in your ears real soon all right thanks bye
0: id10t scanning complete enjoy your burrito